You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast, Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. It's Kate All with SimplePinMedia.com, and I run a Pinterest management company here in Portland, Oregon. We have 70 clients, and I have 25 team members, and we do all things Pinterest. And one of the great parts of my job is I get a view of a lot of different accounts. So I have this big, wide perspective. And today I'm going to talk about something that I feel like I've heard a lot about over the last couple of months. Starting at the beginning of February, I started going to blogging conferences. I had been to them before, but this time in particular, I think I've been to four conferences from February to the end of April. I attended Build Your Blog at the beginning of February, and then I went to, I spoke at Social Media Marketing World, which is not necessarily a blogging conference, but a social media conference, but they do have a blogging track coming next year. So make sure you look for that. And then I went to Indulge in Austin, which is a food blogger conference. And if you are a food blogger, I highly, highly recommend you attend that next year. It is going to happen. I wasn't quite sure, but they just sent it out that in 2018, they will have the conference again. So yay. And last was Snap, which was a couple weeks ago. And that is a blog a blog conference for makers, DIY, um, crafters, even food bloggers. So that one's a great one too. So I would highly recommend going to that one as well. So one of the things that started coming up during this time of year is this question of um, my page views are dropping. And it's the time when at Simple Pin, we tend to lose a lot of clients because people get pretty nervous about page views. Um, They feel like it's not working. And that's hard to convince somebody that it is working, but it takes a long time to see that on Pinterest because again, Pinterest is a slow burn. But I started hearing people talking overall about their page views being down. And since this is the fourth year of Simple Pin, we're going into the fourth year. Um, or actually, I guess we're going into the third year. We started in 2014. So we're kind of in this full third year, I guess. I don't know. I don't. I can get my math wrong here. Anyway, all that to say, I've been able to see a lot of February, March, and April numbers. And I can tell you, February 15th, traffic drops. March and April are the worst. And so what I've gotten really good at is this coaching role when we get to March and April and coaching people into looking at something different than page views. But this year, I kept hearing it over and over. My page views are down. What am I going to do? My page views are down. What am I going to do? And I know this is a a touchy subject. And if you know me in real life, like conflict or anything like that is not where I'm going to go. So I know I might ruffle a few feathers here, but just know that you know, pretend we're actually talking in real life. That's not my intent. My intent here is to get you to look at something different. So stay with me till the end. So here's my examples that are coming up. So my first one, I did a consult call probably about three weeks ago, and I was talking with somebody and they said, you know, I really want to get my page views number, my page views up. It's been four years. I feel like we're really growing pretty slow. So I said, well, um, you have pretty strong Instagram presence. What's happening over there? She said, well, we get about $1,000 in Instagram posts. And I thought, that's crazy awesome. Okay. You know, then we started talking about income wise. And I said, is your income grown? She said, yeah, but I really want to get these numbers up because everybody else is doing so much better. 
on to my second example. So um, I have a mastermind with four other bloggers who, three other bloggers who actually are all my clients, but they've been in the blogging space since 2007, 2008, 2009. They've seen it all ebb and flow. And so I asked them, okay, let's talk about your numbers from a couple of years ago. Where are you at? And they said, my numbers are down. I said, okay, what's your income? And they both said, our income is significantly up from where it was two years ago. So there's this, there's this drive to get these page views back from two years ago, but we forget that maybe we need to look at income and how that's working. And the both of them, their income, their page views had dropped in half but their income had doubled or tripled. Part of that is because they stopped depending just on ads and started creating products or affiliate programs. One in particular had created a specific product and she'd been really honing in on just that one product and really getting it super top notch and up to speed. And the other one had created this really unique affiliate program for her product that is just super slick and smart. It's actually really, really genius. And it's a very one-on-one type of affiliate program. She does offer it to a lot of people, but if she's gonna get nitty gritty with a particular affiliate, she wants to give them all the tools and the resources she has to make them successful. And so as a result, her income has doubled, almost tripled since two years ago, but her page views are down. All right, the fourth is, when I have gone to all these conferences, people have said the same thing my page views are just so low. How do I get them up? So I said, so let's ask two questions. One, are you making money? Has your income gone down? Uh, Probably 80% of the time their answer was no. And I said, okay, so let's talk about your income, your page views from last year. Are they down before the previous year? And they said, no, they're actually up a percentage, but they're down from where they were in October, November, December, and early January. Okay, that makes sense. That is a high traffic time, November, kind of September to maybe just mid-February. Okay, again, they're making more money. And the the other interesting one, too, is I went to um, a particular ads party um, when I was at one of these conferences, and they were sharing that Q, they were getting quarter four earnings, ad earnings in quarter one, which was crazy. I thought, well, that's a good perk too. So even though traffic is down, people are still making pretty good money off ads. All right. So this last one, and I know you're getting inundated with examples, and I know some of you are sitting there going, oh, this is so me. Okay. So that's good. This last email was just this week. Um, Somebody who I've been kind of tossing back some stuff back and forth with. We've also done a consult. Uh, She said to me, you know, my traffic is down again. You told me to try this different thing, reducing my number of pins, and I feel like it's just, it's not working. And I said, okay, well, we could test for the next six weeks going to back to what you were doing before and see if that works. But I said, I have another question for you. How's your income? And she said, well, my income is great. It's quadrupled. And I was like, Okay, so why are we talking about page views? And she said, I just want those page views because I know other people are getting millions. And that is the real problem right there, is that all of us think everybody else is doing way better than they probably are. And none of us are asking questions. It's like keeping up with the Joneses, like blog style. So what's happening on the other side of the fence might not actually be what you think. We're making a lot of assumptions about what's working for somebody else and what kind of traffic they're getting. 
we're not really asking the question about, oh, they must be making a lot of money. We're assuming they're getting more page views, so therefore they must be getting or making more money. And I just want to encourage you in two areas. One, what we see on the outside isn't necessarily what's happening on the inside. It's great to look at follower numbers. You know, I've talked about the follower number being kind of this false metric. Somebody who has 100,000 followers can get the same traffic as somebody with 20,000 followers on Pinterest. I've done a study about it. We'll link to that in the show notes. And you can see that metric lies. So I'm kind of thinking the same thing because do page views lie as well? Do we think because somebody has so many page views, they're making a ton of money? I don't know. Maybe this is something we need to ask ourselves. I would highly encourage you to join with your friends or join income and traffic groups with people that you trust. I think this is the very first step in seeing what's actually happening happening, and how we can help each other. I know there's some income groups that are out there. What I've seen is that anywhere between five and eight work best. A really, really large one is not good. You definitely need to have some parameters in place, some confidentiality agreements, whether that's an official agreement or just a spoken agreement. But this being a place where you can go and say, here's what my numbers are. Here's what my income is. Um, Let's all join in and see what everybody's doing and see if we can encourage one another in these certain areas. And if you are a person that really, really struggles with the comparison game, this might not be a good route for you because you're going to be in these groups and you're going to feel very frustrated and you're going to feel like, why isn't this working for me? And there is a time where you can ask that question. Why isn't this working for me? But if you do ask that question, you got to ask it with people that you're willing to really have the ability to get some good feedback from them and try what they're talking about for at least six to eight months. That's another thing we're really knee jerk in our reactions. So I would highly suggest that whatever you're going to test, change or do, whether it comes to Pinterest strategy, or whether it comes to your blog business strategy, be very smart about what it is you're going to change and how long you're going to put that into play. The other thing I think we need to think about is time of year. Time of year is really important. If your basic user is a mom or a dad or a family who is pretty active and busy, they're probably online in the evenings or they're spending time with their family, whatever it might be, you want to take stock of what's happening throughout the year. And I'm talking specifically about North American audiences. So if you are somewhere else around the world, you need to take stock of your culture as well. So the American culture has um, significant breaks. We have vacations, we have time blocks where it's assumed that most people are out and about and they're not online. Even though we do have our phones with us majority of the time, there's going to be times where we just don't spend as much time indoors. We're more active. So we want to take that into consideration. So look at your Google Analytics kind of year round. I talked about this in another previous podcast about seasonality on Pinterest. Really look at when is your high time? Everybody has a high time and a low time with the exception of some B2B people. I don't really have a high time and a low time. I pretty much just have a steady time. There's not a lot of peaks and valleys for me. It's pretty much just a a slow burn uphill. So look at that and take into consideration what is happening throughout the year. Another thing I think we need to think about is I think we kind of have 
a little bit of PTSD, like social PTSD. You know, Facebook really, really ruined us back in 2012, 2013. And we're kind of afraid of losing all traffic again. And I get that. I absolutely get that. But you know what I saw as a result of this traffic going away, this free traffic from Pinterest, is I saw a lot of people get really, really creative. They got creative with creating products. They got creative with affiliate strategies. They started to think beyond just ads or beyond just social traffic. So for you, maybe that's a time to think about that. How can you think about something different? Not really doing a whole big shift, but maybe just thinking, okay, maybe my audience needs something different, which brings me to that piece of connecting with your audience. I know that the whole like build your email list, opt in, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of this, like we're over it kind of, but I will say in all truthfulness, whether it's email or whether the future is text or whether it's Facebook Messenger connecting with our audience, whatever it might be, those personal pieces and connection that can happen in an email list are super duper powerful. I know for me that on Tuesday, in fact, I just wrote my email probably about 20 minutes ago that will go out in the morning. I love this hard stop in my week because it forces me to sit down, think about my end user and how I'm going to serve them. So if you do not have an email that you're writing, whether it's once a month, once a week, whatever it might be, choose your day and keep consistent, choose your time and keep consistent too. I would highly suggest that you do that. And you know what? It might look really, really small at first, and that's okay. Just start talking to people. Write for you. I am not a great writer. It's not my favorite. I don't love it. But over time, as I've done it over and over, I have began to love it more because I get to talk with my audience about, okay, here's the Pinterest tip that I'm thinking of this week, or here's the way I'm identifying with your struggle. You know, they took away the board you know, you can't see who when you pin something, you can't see who pinned it on their boards below. That's really annoying that that's gone. I get that with you. I want my audience to know that I'm in there in the nitty gritty. And this is the one way I get to connect with them. My email is the one place where I talk with this group of people, unlike I talk with anybody else, not in the Facebook group, and not even here on the podcast. It really is a great connector for me. So if you don't have an email list where you're connecting with your people yet, I highly suggest that you get one. Because here's another thing is after running my workshop launch um, back in March and April, I will say that I did Facebook Lives. I did four webinars, which was exhausting. And I would highly not recommend that. The one place that all of my courses sold was my email list because I could communicate with them the same way that I had been communicating with them this whole time. It was super powerful. The last is um, to charge more. So if you are somebody who does sponsored posts or any type of work where you could potentially raise your rates, I would highly suggest you do that. In fact, I have two situations Um, where I was at conferences, one was a friend of mine where she was worried about raising her rate. And she had said, I don't really want sponsored work right now, but people still keep paying me, which is a great problem to have. So she said, well, if I raise my rates, maybe the work will slow down and I'll get paid more for doing less work. But it was the fear of what if nobody bites? Like what if it just goes into the tank? Okay, well, try it for six months. And if nobody bites, raise your rates back or lower your rates. But you won't ever know if you don't try. 
So if you are struggling with low page views and you really are struggling with low income too, try considering raising your rates. I get it. The times that I've raised my rates, I've been so nervous. I thought I was going to throw up. But you know what happened? My wait list is still long. And so I need to raise my rates again, which is kind of a hard thing to do for me because I really do care significantly about my audience and about the people who will come on as clients. So I need to think long and hard about what those rates will be. So last, just know that traffic ebbs and flows. You know, if we were always on this upward trajectory all the time, we would all really actually be getting millions of views and traffic. But the reality is, is that's just not how it works. It's ups and downs. It shifts and changes. This business changes pretty quickly. And so for you, having your goals in mind, where you're going, what it is that your blog is going to be focused on or your business and the way that you can connect is going to be really, really important. That human connection piece doesn't go away if you just sell products. You still have to find a way to connect with them. And when people connect with you, they're more apt to buy things from you, especially if you have a product. So I know that I'm kind of stepping a little bit into that line of people are possessive of their page views and they're all worried about it. I get it. But what I really, really want to encourage you to do is stop thinking that other people on the other side are getting more than you. And then also maybe stop looking as page at page views as your only metric And maybe start looking at income too, or what your email list growth is looking like. So let me know what you think. So what option are you going to choose to make sure you're not caught up in keeping up with the Joneses blog style? So you can go to simplepinmedia.com slash 53. You can leave a comment. We're going to link to some of the podcasts I talk about. And I'd love to keep this discussion going and how we can encourage each other to look at the successes instead of looking at the failures. So thanks, you guys. Have a great afternoon, evening, or morning. Mm -hmm.